Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm delighted to share my first series is in partnership with Heck who, like me, do things differently. Being an independent and British family-owned business, they use the finest ingredients in small batches, pulling out all the stops to bring that farmer's market quality to the supermarket shelf. In addition to their delicious original range, they offer veggie options too, catering for absolutely everyone, all of which can be found online at heckfood.co.uk and in the major supermarkets too. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to simplify nutrition, equipping you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, Harley Street nutritionist, master practitioner, personal trainer and best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well. I'm so excited to share my vision of food far beyond the confines of my clinic. I truly believe food should always be a positive aspect of life, offering enjoyment, fuel and happiness for both the mind and body. I'll be joined by some very special guests and we'll be talking about how to develop a healthy relationship with food and what does that even mean, how does it make us feel and how it can change our lives forever. Ella Mills is founder and creative director of Deliciously Ella, whose mission is to help you live better and make vegetables cool. Diagnosed with an illness while at university in 2012, she overhauled her lifestyle and started a plant-based blog sharing her journey. What started as a personal project now has over 130 million hits and has grown from an online community to a plant-based food business with the fastest selling vegan cookbook of all time. At just 27, Ella's written four best-selling books, launched a number one app and released supermarket stock ranges of breakfasts, healthy snacks and meals all whilst running an award-winning deli in Mayfair. And I have to add there, I have been and the food is absolutely delicious. Working with her husband, Matt, who's CEO of Deliciously Ella, their food empire has proven there's no reason why time or budget should stop you preparing delicious, wholesome meals. I am so happy that Ella's managed to find the time to be with me today. Hello, Ella. Hello. Oh, I can't believe you made it into the studio. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's been a crazy busy time for you recently. There's so, so much going on. And I think I wanted to kind of open the podcast to kind of go back a little bit. So thinking about 
your time at university, the struggles you went through then, and in a nutshell, how do you think your relationship with food has developed throughout the years, really? God, it's changed. Such a great question, and it's such a nice way of looking at it. For me, it has changed so, so much in the last, let's say, like 20 years. It's, It's unbelievable. I think when I was younger, I wasn't particularly interested in food. You know, obviously, like, enjoyed my dinner, enjoyed yeah. whatever someone would cook for me, but I never really thought about it. No, nor did I as a kid. No, I wouldn't describe myself as like a kind of foodie type person. Mm. Like I wouldn't get really, really excited about something. Or like <laughs> I loved the Barbie cookbook and yeah. I did make the chocolate chip cookies. Hang on, Barbie had a cookbook? Yeah, did you not get no, it? No, I did not get the Barbie cookbook. <laughs> oh, you missed out, you missed out. The Barbie cookbook chocolate chip cookies. My mum's kept it because I, really? I loved it so much. She was like, your That's grandchildren so need it. Um, <laughs> So I had my few little kind of bits, but otherwise I was pretty, yeah, vaguely disinterested. Then as I started to get kind of later teenager and went to uni, like I, um, first time obviously you're kind of feeding yourself. Yeah. Um, And because food actually had always been, whilst I wasn't that excited or kind of passionate about flavour, food had been a really important part of family life for us. Yeah, social aspect. Yeah, we've always been... Probably why I feel like my busyness is normal. Like we've always been a family that seemed to do like 3,000 squillion different things and be in 3,000 <laughs> squillion different places. And so meal times were really the like really, really treasured times in our family. Oh, when you got together. Exactly. And um, it was the time, yeah, that we were actually together and would really have like proper conversation and really connect. And so it's always had a powerful place in that sense, but I've had a kind of respect for it in that way. Yeah. But then, yeah, went off to uni. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, and obviously <laughs> you're suddenly fending for yourself. Mm. And um, I remember my um, one of my best friends and I used to have um, Tesco picnics, we'd call oh. them, in our halls. And we would just get like baguettes, like Haribo, Nutella, yes. peanut butter and jam, <laughs> and just sit on the floor and like pretend we were doing our work and just like dunk everything. And oh, every we've all been there, pot. the local yeah. express shop. <laughs> Exactly. And um, real passion for pick and mix as well mm. at that point. I love the little ice creams, the chocolate ice cream. Do you know what? I liked all the fizzy stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I wasn't the fizzy Coke bottle. Yeah. I was the chocolate. Fizzy mm. cherries. Oh, yeah, that was okay. like my thing. See, I would pick the foam off the cherry and leave oh, the really? jelly bit. No. That's a bit weird, isn't it? And um, <laughs> And so that was, again, like... It was a really fun element of a relationship with food and like I felt like I was yeah discovering all these fun things yeah. and you had that kind of excitement of like your mum's not there so you can just eat not Harry quite for cooking, dinner. Is it? Exactly. No. <laughs> um but again I would say like not massively connected to the way I was eating. Like I don't feel like I had massive appreciation for food mm. or any deeper sense of any relationship with food actually yes. in a way in terms of how it impacted on me physically or mentally really yeah and then out of nowhere after the end of my second year at uni I got very unwell of course and I sort of I guess I then actually the first time I guess really deep in my relationship with food because I very much used it as a comfort thing I spent yeah. most of a year basically on my own watching all the Kardashians oh, bless you um, basically <laughs> became best friends with yeah uh, you know them all yeah exactly <laughs> yep and um and you know I'd feel really low and I'd you know eat comfort eat quite a lot and I started to realise that maybe that also wasn't necessarily making me be- feel no, better. No, helping the situation. No, exactly. Mm. Not always. Sometimes, but not yeah. always. I think especially when you're in a really difficult patch and that becomes basically your 24-7 rather yeah. than it being kind of every now and again. Yeah. And um, 
But I also felt so unwell that the idea of like cooking and things felt it's really alien, exactly, and like I'm not glad a priority. You just that actually, because there's so many people out there. I think that cooking can be a challenge for totally. them. Totally, it can be difficult, and it's really important to raise the fact that you're not alone. Actually, I think a lot of people turn to food when they're feeling a bit low, and the idea of cooking is just overwhelming. Exactly, and I think you know, for me, like when I was in a really dark place, I really struggled with my mental health because of my physical health mm. and the kind of alienation I felt from that. And you don't really care, you know, lots of people who've been in that place, I'm sure, feel the same way. You don't really care about yourself. Mm. And so the idea of, a, I think cooking is quite a ritual. It's quite a kind of nourishing thing of yeah. like chopping and prepping, spending that time and then preparing something that you eat, especially yes. if you're cooking for just yourself or maybe just yourself and someone you live with. Mm. There's a kind of real element of self-love in there. Really, no I matter love what, that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was didn't have any of that in my life no inclination to do anything kind of kind for myself Mm. um and and it wasn't until I hit kind of a real rock bottom and I started looking at what else I could do aside from all the drugs that I was taking and were there other things that would potentially Mm. help me and I started to read other people's stories all kinds of different issues um but I had found you know lifestyle in general but food playing a really big part of that to be powerful for them and I had never ever thought about food in that context before yeah. you know every now and again you were like oh <laughs> you know people say oh you you are what you eat and I was like well I I'm not a giant fizzy cherry <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness so, thank goodness exactly and <laughs> so I was dressing like, difficult <laughs> it would be it's an awkward angle yeah a little bit <laughs> pointy at the top um yeah and so I was like well okay I'm not sure. You know, I was just like, whatever. I don't yeah. understand. But I started, and obviously you'll have an appreciation mm. for this. You know, more than, anyway, I started to read a bit about kind of nutrition and the human body and mm. how our bodies work. And I started to understand, okay, wait a second. Your body needs all these different vitamins, all these There's different minerals. in that. Yep. Totally. For all these different cellular processes that mm-hmm. are happening without us even, again, having any appreciation totally. of what's actually happening on yeah. a, like, second-by-second basis. Yeah. And... And I was like, okay, well, so it needs all these things for all these absolutely mm-hmm. kind of life essential processes. Yep. I'm not really supporting any of that in the mm-hmm. way that I eat. And I, it's not that I was, yes, I, you know, definitely. But you weren't aware. No, totally. And definitely, yes, I turned to some chocolate and Haribo and my fizzy yeah. cherries yeah. for comfort. <laughs> but I also like, I would say I ate very normally for mm. someone who's busy in, oh, in the university. modern world. I mean, totally. On, it was, yeah. like, lots of sandwiches yeah. and, you know, toast and cereals and, you know, things like that. Total normal diet for a totally. lot of people. Totally. So I'd never mm. really thought, oh, well, this must be not giving me anything I need. But I started to look at it and I was like, well actually it needs a lot of the fresh food and how much fresh food is in the convenience of picking up a sandwich etc well if you're lucky you get two tomatoes and a few bits of lettuce exactly exactly (laughs) at the most in terms of veg consumption totally so it's really just a fraction yeah and so I started to look at it like this and I started to have I'm just like massive believer in anything in life knowing your why is so important and as I started to understand why the body how the body worked I was like well this is why Mm -hmm. I need to change the way I'm eating and I need to kind of start respecting both my body and like appreciating all these things my body actually does for me that I don't have any appreciation for because I don't even know all these things are happening basically inside your body at any one time how clever it is it's incredible it's unbelievable and it creates so much more respect and such a deeper relationship with yourself you've hit the word respect it's one of the four R's I put in my book the first is respect your body because totally. like it's you amazing. just said it's your why totally yeah. and I was like okay so this actually makes sense as to why it 
matters. I'm not saying every single morsel of food you eat, but it does matter as a general rule mm. how you're eating. And anyway, so I got what to the end journey. of this and I thought, okay, this is actually really important, but I couldn't find the recipes really to go with it. Because, <laughs> that make vegetables cool, as you say. Exactly. Because this, <laughs> you know, like the world's changed so much. This is the beginning of 2012. And mm. This is almost seven years now. Wow. And actually like, now, you know, especially if you live in London, you know, you go into Pret and Pret has green juice. And well, there's like, a whole veggie Pret now. Well, exactly. Yeah. And like, this is, you know, so far away from where we were about seven years ago. Hugely so. And I couldn't find the recipes I wanted. And I remember reading a book and it really inspired me on the why and yeah. the kind of appreciation. But then it got to the end and the recipes were literally like spinach wrapped in <laughs> cucumber wrapped in kale. And I was oh, like, gosh. you are talking to someone that's like a sandwich in Haribo girl. Like yeah. this is too much for it's me. It's way over the And that's why the I started cooking because yeah. I was like, I want to change the way I eat. I want to want to eat what I'm doing because I'm like the biggest believer in anything to be sustainable it's got to be enjoyable so as soon as an element of kind of enjoyability I don't know if that's a word is (laughs) removed we'll use it we'll use it it. (laughs) as soon as an element of that is removed I I think it doesn't work I mean it can work for a day I mean I can see the passion you've honestly just going through what you've been through must have made such a huge difference and even if you fast forward now to opening the first deli that you have yeah. I mean even developing your blog and coming up with all those recipes because it wasn't Matt cleaning tables and you know how, how does that work today from that relationship with food yeah. to bringing forward a massive business like this well as you can kind of tell I'm, I'm pretty passionate about <laughs> yeah. it and I think what I realised was I had spent you know a lot of my life thinking vegetables are boring just like most people think you know there's well, a reason 27 boiled dinners country. pretty much is the average Joe's vegetable consumption exactly yeah. so there's a reason 27 percent of the uk eat their five a day it's because it's boiled broccoli yeah i don't like boiled broccoli do you like boiled broccoli oh, not particularly no, no way it's not very yummy <laughs> i like your broccoli Ella. <laughs> oh, stop. no but do you know and, that, and that's what i realized yeah. so i was like you know i had this preconception that kind of you know someone said oh do you want to come over for a plant-based meal i would have been like no i'm fine yeah <laughs> i'm no, thanks. really busy I'll actually <laughs> um because i would have imagined that they'd only present me with like crudités like crunchy Mm. bits of cucumber and like soggy lettuce and you know that's not what it is and as soon as I started cooking and I started realizing the depths of flavor and texture and kind of amazing materials that you Mm. amazing dishes you could make with these really simple materials I was like wow like what why are we not doing this it's not the preconceived rabbit food misconception and that's where we've gone wrong we have a very all-or-nothing society they see a bowl of leaves or they see a burger exactly and it's like there could be nothing in between and i think that was exactly my view as well and as i said it wasn't you know i never really stopped to think about it because i didn't need to. well i actually have a lecture slide with those two very images in that i take whenever i do a talk i'm like which do you think is a better option and everybody always votes for the lettuce even though actually comparing those two images I'm giving it away now on the podcast, but the burger is the better of the two, actually, because it contains more nutrition than a pile of leaves, which is very surprising to people. But we need a middle ground. But also, how many? How often do you actually just want to eat a bowl of leaves? No, for me, I'd say never. No, like especially not in the winter. Oh, exactly. And so that's that's kind of then where the business element yeah. came from, because I was like, well. You know, the more you started to read, the more you started to appreciate mm. how important it is, the more you start to kind of get into the weeds, obviously, of what you do and like yeah. how important it is from a kind of public health perspective. Jeez. Then you get into the kind of environmental sides of vegetarianism. And oh, like, my goodness. Yeah, yeah that's a like, whole other minefield. Okay, the whole world needs to eat more plants. Mm-hmm. The whole world's only ever going to eat more plants if we make them appealing. Well, that's just it. But all of this takes a lot of graft, doesn't it? So totally. it's, it's not just an overnight thing. You've worked so ridiculously hard to get where you are. I mean, I can relate from... I was working in a call centre when my yeah. book came out still at the Royal Albert Hall and you have been 
I, I mean, you work all hours, Ella. Yeah, I know. Getting the deli off the feet and making it appealing. What do you think? Why do you think that you've managed to make it a little bit cooler? I don't know. I mean, look, I think imagery is really important. Like, I remember when I was like, okay, I really wanted to try a lot of vegan recipes. I want to move to a kind of plant-based way of Mm. cooking. And I went on Amazon and said, this is the beginning of 2012. And I couldn't find anything that really met my brief. The only book I found, I know, I I keep saying this and I keep now, I will also preface it with, I haven't tried this recipe and I need to try it. But the book had no images in it. It was just kind of like a paperback fiction. Yeah. And the first recipe I opened it up to was almond milk pate. Oh, goodness. Really? And as I said, I haven't tried it. Almond milk pate. Yeah. I can't quite get my head around it. I'm sure maybe it is delicious. but um, It sounds disgusting. Maybe that's something you won't be putting on the menu in the deli. (laughs) No. But also, again, like from someone who, you know, didn't even know almond milk was a thing. I was like, this is... And it just felt like, so I I think I realized really quickly, again, like we are a very image conscious society. We Mm -hmm. are quite image led. Mm. So again, I think it has to be beautiful. Like there's a sense of aspiration in things that I think we as human beings are drawn to. We need it. We need something to aspire to. And we also need role models. And I think you've become a very, very good role model for people. And I think that's part of the draw is that people look to you to lead them in their kitchen almost to lead their way of life to inspire them to also be perhaps an entrepreneur or they have you know the willpower to create something out of nothing because essentially what you've done is encompassed your passions into your own business what, what, what would you say is the hardest struggle setting up something like your own deli what's been the hardest thing for business um I think the hardest bit of it well it's a hard question. Actually. It's a hard question because the honest <laughs> Not answer. One. <laughs> the honest answer would be a lot, and I think mm. it's really easy when you know so much of the world today we do see through social media. And I'll share a picture of something, being like, "This is a really delicious idea of something you can make for lunch today." Yeah. And people will be like, "The world must be perfect for her." And it's like, "No, no, I'm just sharing an idea for lunch." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all. Um, <laughs> and um, I think what I realized is like. Yeah, the last, so Matt and I, my husband, who's my business partner and he's mm. our CEO, we've been working together for three years now. And that's really been as like the, as the business scaled. And yes. then, yeah, we've gone into 6,000 supermarkets now. We've got over Incredible. 20 different products. Like it's it's nuts. We've opened the deli, we've done pop-ups, festivals, It's been nonstop for you. It's been a fast pace. It's been super fast pace. And that's because the opportunities came in and you've got to run with them. You and you've got to take, you're going to, I really believe in momentum, positive yes. momentum and negative momentum. Oh, me too, and when it starts, it yeah. really starts. It's almost like manifestation. You totally. Know, you put, put it out there, it all happens. And then you've got to go with it. Yeah. And, um, but I think the thing that I, my biggest kind of, I guess, learning in terms of what's hard is the fact that, like, I just think we live as human beings a lot with the kind of what if and when this. And it's like, yeah. when this happens, everything will be great. When we deal with this issue, the world will be kind of plain sailing. sailing. And actually, what I've come to appreciate is that's literally polar opposite and running mm. your own business. Like, problems appear in 10 seconds out of nowhere. Mm. And suddenly you're like, we're bust tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, there have been a few moments where it feels really, really close to the edge. And I think it's just realising that you've got to find a way to always put kind of one foot in front of the other and you've got to find a way to kind of navigate all the challenges. How do you manage, I mean, how do you manage the, I think, anxiety almost or, I won't use the word pressure because I think that comes with a job daily, but do you have a specific thing you like to do just to kind of put that to bed a little bit? Totally. I mean, it's probably a kind of ultimate cliche to be like, I love avocado toast and yoga, (laughs) but like, I love (laughs) yoga. And um, we were actually talking about that when I went to yours on Monday this week. Yeah. 
it's powerful for me. Yeah. And yeah. I, again, I think that tool's gonna be different for anyone. Like mm. I know we were just talking about running before we started running because yes. I'm somehow signed up to run the marathon. You, you, it's never you been running for me before, but <laughs> I think running is for some people. And, Therapeutic, you know, yeah. like knitting is for other people. And you know, the that's coloring... a really con- <laughs> contrasted well, example. No, but, but you know what true. I mean? It's something that kind of takes <laughs> yeah, you, takes your mind away, takes your mind into something kind I mean, of. I love a good Harry Potter book. To be totally, honest, totally exactly <laughs> a brilliant novel, music for yeah. lots of people, and for me yoga's done does yeah. that so well yeah and it's just so now i really prioritize it before the day starts seven to eight or six thirty to seven thirty i'll practice yoga yeah. unless i have to be on a train at six o'clock yes. in the morning which yeah. happens sometimes but otherwise i practice every day some days you don't want to practice and i'll just go and again listen to your body but like i'll just basically sit at the back and like yeah. wiggle around and kind yeah. of like <laughs> just spend the whole class but it's still so pose. good for your nervous system isn't it exactly and there's the sense of space that mm. it creates because you can't be on your phone no. You've got nice music. You've got, you know, really kind of positive sort yeah. of affirmations coming from yeah. the teacher about focusing in with your breath and being present. The fact you can't be on your phone as well. Ha- it's I mean, good. Do you find for you, I mean, I don't know about you, Ella, but I am on my phone way too much. Way I'm, too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding it hard to cut it down. And I'm setting curfews for myself, but it seems as businesses evolve, you spend more and more time on a screen. It's really challenging. As you said, like, I have those conversations myself as well. And it's like, Constant. you need to do less time on your phone. But then... I think what I've also come to appreciate is there's a the reality between the dream and what's genuinely possible and also in a way a good idea today because part of you is like well I'm just going to turn it off and then the yeah. other part of you is like well you, you have you've started this like you've started everything yeah. you've done with like retrition and yeah. you know I've you know I got myself into this mess if you, I, you I know, know what I mean like you got to deal with it like it's an incredible opportunity isn't totally. it and sometimes you've just got to keep I think practicing gratitude exactly brings it back and I actually met someone um, when I was doing a job and she was a really amazing girl she called Anna Banovich she was a former number one world tennis player wow and I was talking to her and I was asking her a little bit about her life and she said something to me and it resonated so much and it it's really kind of framed my thinking around these okay. things. And so she said, you know, because she said she'd never had a summer holiday, like never taken a minute away, you know, just away from work in the mm. summer since she was like 11 years old or something yeah. because she was playing tennis. And I was like, gosh, you know, so you've never kind of had a minute with your family mm. or kind of been able to go home and spend time with them or anything. And she was like, you know, but it, my whole life it's been about making choices, not sacrifices. I love that. Me too. And I thought it was really powerful because ultimately, like, Life is about making choices, and you can't. No one can do everything. We would love to do everything. Put on it, of course, because if we turn that into a negative thing, actually, it's a positive thing because the choice is there. Exactly, and you're like, I've got to be on my phone because I've got to do this, and you see, it's like my phone is like sucking me in. Actually, if we look at it, as look at this opportunity on my phone, and I'm like, gosh, Mm. look at these people who've made our recipes and who are loving them and who are sharing kind of really lovely things with us, or like even if it's not, I'm like, look how nice it is that this person's taking the time to let me know they had. Issue would with you this. say that's been a highlight in terms of the whole deliciously other thing? Yeah. Would it be the people responding? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the community element is everything for us, yeah. and it's it's what frames all our thinking. It's what kind of guides every decision we do. And yeah. for me, like I, I really, you know, I do think kind of big business often gets a bad name. That's often because big business isn't in the best industries. And I do want deliciously other to be a big business because mm. I think. The bigger you are, the more power you can have, and you can genuinely start to be a really good, you know, well, force you can for good. Change. Exactly, and you can mm. actually really be a force for good in the world. And the more, the bigger you are, the more of a force for good I think you can start to be, because the more impact you can I'm have. I'm literally 
crossing my fingers, Ella. I'm just hoping this happens. Like you're already there, pretty much. You're, no. you're you, well. No, we got a long way. To you're go. on your way. You're going the right way up. And I mean, in terms of things like the, let's say the five bean chili, which yeah. I made last weekend. Yeah. By the way, I did put a picture of that. It, was, it tastes absolutely delicious. What is the kind of favorite? meal that you've launched recently in terms of the new range what's five the- bean chili is oh, so really? popular that's yeah, that's yeah. so you're one. in good company yeah i think again because like we were saying in the beginning there's an assumption that this kind of food is boring mm. and it's not well, yeah flavorsome and it's not hearty and the freezer there's a misconception of course oh, that totally. frozen food isn't good because you were saying the other day that most people associate it with frozen peas and that's it or chips exactly or ice cream and that's about yeah. it so trying to kind of yeah and again like we learn we spent some time with someone um, who founded a really interesting app called Olio and it's all about food waste and like she was telling us how you know um, every year we throw away a trillion dollars oh, worth so of food um, so sad. you know we farm somewhere the size of China yeah. and then throw it away and it's kind of all this you start to appreciate it and then you're like yep again it's that sense of appreciation and respect totally. of food and therefore like why would you not freeze it like make a big batch or something and freeze it totally. it also then from your kind of health perspective means when you get back late on a Tuesday night and you cannot be yeah. bothered which yeah. by the way is so human so you I never know. feel like you're no, I, I mean, I've, then I've not been it. cooking as much recently. And yeah. that, those types of meals are a really good go-to. And I find it really hard because everyone's always looking for advice. They're looking for information. And especially with evidence-based info, I mean, it's not easily accessible. I mean, do you know, considering we said earlier so many people are not getting their five a day, what do you think people can do in order to get access to more information? Even people like myself as registered nutritionists or dietitians, it's it's not out there is it no it's tough and I think one of my biggest frustrations is also like because we're always trying to not sort of but like the kind of society the world Mm. is always trying to make a statement I feel like everything gets quite sensationalized as well so like that's the word you know Mm. you'll pick up something and it's like yeah coconut oil is pure poison and then the article says use it in moderation and you're like well is it gonna murder me if I have like Mm -hmm. a teeny tiny teaspoon of it or shall I just not have it all day every day like these are especially when the source is a Harvard professor that makes a claim like that it makes people extremely confused so confusing Mm -hmm. and like so so how do you navigate that and then the next day you know the argument will be on something completely different and everything starts to completely contradict each other and I think you get to the point where you're like well what's good what's not good how Mm -hmm. on earth do I navigate this I know it's so confusing and I I think in a time where social media is on the rise it's so important that more and more people that actually are practicing something good come forward and I think a solution is of course you're providing wonderful healthy food for everyone which is excellent and of course you're also providing delicious indulgent food too you've got a really good balance I think more people need to be coming forward that are maybe even in my field sharing what they can the more we share and the more we talk I think people are nervous to share because because there's such, we're yes. not always that receptive. No, um, we're not. <laughs> and I think that makes people really mm. nervous. You've got you to know, be quite thick skinned. Totally. Like I shared something this week, and I'm sure you saw on the news there was all the stuff like we've got 12 years to reverse climate change. And, yes. You yes. know, climate breakdown is a very scary concept. And, you know, there's a lot of conversation around the importance of plant based diet in that, yes. and also the fashion industries and other yeah. things. And I, I, we did it, we actually did a podcast episode with an Ox, a guy, mm. a research from Oxford about it. And it was so interesting. I shared, you know, if we all went vegan tomorrow, mm-hmm. we could technically cut down on global greenhouse of gases course. by 23%, half of which would come from replanting somewhere the size of Africa. So it was really interesting. And then there was this whole kind of absolutely heated debate on, well, I what saw. happens if we all go vegan? It's like, 
obviously not Wherever everyone is going vegan speaking, tomorrow. They're just, it's a fact. It's a scientific fact. It's, it's just, taken out of proportion. It's, main to, it's just to totally. get you to understand 100%. the relevance of how problems could be rather Completely. than actually, of course, it's not going to happen tomorrow. No. And I think that's what puts people off sharing stuff because it's like it's important we talk about things. It's important we have honest conversations, but things yeah. can get taken out of hand, oh, out of context, know. so mm. easily, and it creates so much confusion. It's so like much... treading on eggshells everywhere you go and everything exactly. you write. Exactly, and as a result, like, do you share the reality, mm. or do you just kind of go, oh, gently, 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 well, it gently? it takes a certain person to be brave enough to share the reality, and, and that's the sad thing, but I think you're right, the repercussions, because not everyone's going to act friendly to it, and I'll never forget when you gave up the time, to, when I first got my book deal, yeah. to sit with me, because I was so anxious and worried about writing this and but you took time out of your incredibly busy schedule back then this is a good two years ago whenever yeah that's more now actually yeah to actually give me some advice and I just think more people you know giving out a bit of good karma hopefully the impact you've had this week with that discussion will have sparked some flames somewhere else and totally that's, and that's what it all, takes exactly and that's what you're asking people to do is just yeah. think about it and it's the same someone was saying and I thought it was really good they were like she often talks to um, patients and yeah. you know they eat their one a day so we're expecting them to eat their yeah. ten a day tomorrow it's, again it's, it's completely unrealistic small changes make big differences exactly but that yeah. doesn't mean you're not going to share the research around the mm-hmm. power that is a ten a day oh, as ultimate goals at some point maybe in a decade yeah. and it's just the idea that we we are as you say we we're quite kind of all or nothing in our yeah. approach and as a result we read something and we think well either we're going to say it's all wrong or we're going to have to do it all tomorrow or in this features case all vegan or nothing whereas exactly. what you're actually saying is come on let's up the plant consumption totally, lower the look animal what slightly it can do. and look what it can do yeah exactly because the research doesn't say well if you did one more meal <laughs> no exactly exactly and I think it's really important that the facts are out there totally. and that they're shared so. and then you take the facts and you yeah. make them work for you and that involves Completely. in any capacity and it's the same someone was like well I don't really tolerate chickpeas very well so I what would I do and I know like, I know not worry about it <laughs> no, don't eat chickpeas totally blown out of proportion like you said for actually the general public if you get out of the what I call the worried well bubble so yeah. there's so many people out there that won't even know what I mean I did a talk in Turkey two weeks ago where people didn't know what veganism was yeah. so it, we've still got a very long way to go in encouraging totally. plant based consumption and increasing more plants but at least you've got Matt by your side which is something I kind of yeah. wanted to touch in on a bit because you've obviously gone through so much together and with your experiences combined that, that must be a pretty good combination surely Hold up what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is. I honestly couldn't do without him. And I've mm. had a few people be like, oh, it's, you know, not very kind of female empowerment well, focused to say things like that. Yeah. And I remember the first time, so we've been working together for just over three years now. And I remember the first time I sent out a newsletter when we were working together. And yeah. I didn't even think about it. And I signed it off, love Matt, Ella and Del- the Delicious Yellow team. And I got this email back from someone saying how disappointed they were. And they loved that it was, you know, a female-led business and it was all yeah. gone away. And you know, I'm just giving my company away. Oh, goodness. And I was like, okay, first of all, calm down. Yeah. But second of all, you know, that's literally the polar opposite of mm. what it is. I know where my strengths lie. My exactly. strengths are in creative elements. My strengths are in the kind of brand side of mm-hmm. Shell, like the food, the look, the feel, the community, as yeah. we said, the events. I love that part of it. I'm very passionate about it. Mm. Not numbers, girl. No, I'm, uh, not, I'm not either. Maths is not my strong no. point. <laughs> I'm, no, I don't really like Excel. Mm-hmm. And like, I think what I realized was if we worked together, Matt had experience. I'd never hired anyone before. I was doing yeah. job interviews being like, are you nice? Yeah. Do you know what almond milk is? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to cook? Yeah. <laughs> oh know? my goodness. Exactly. Not great interview questions. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't either. And I think in terms of when you hire someone, you kind of are looking for another friend and you, it's totally. changing the mindset on what you look for. That's it literally couldn't say that's exactly what it was and actually yeah. like man i started working together and it was it was a game changer and it's you know it's complete i i have learned so much working with him and the rest yeah. of our team who are completely brilliant and it's just what's been amazing is actually like how much you can do when you work together it's not about being female or not female this totally. is about using your strengths exactly. and i think when people try and put the whole feminist debate on this it this isn't what this is about but at uh, all no and also i'm the first one and it's not in a self deprecating way i never would have done everything we would have mm. we've done in the last few years hey i don't have the manpower you know splitting it in two makes a really big yep. difference yep. B he has kind of supported and encouraged and pushed me yeah. so much in a way I really needed yeah. and knowing you have that sense of moral support gives you so much strength I think in what you're doing mm. and especially in if you're operating in a slightly public space where it can be challenging well, at times it means a lot yeah you need the support and that's what I was kind of going to lead on to and ask because obviously it was kind of a whirlwind romance for you yeah. guys which is I think it's dreamy and I'm all about the whole fairy tale lifestyle if, if we can achieve it why not but do you ever find that mixing your business with a marriage um, obviously you can spend more time together which is great but I know even having my fiancé at home and discussing business sometimes, it, it's quite hard to draw the line and separate it because it's who you are. So it's quite difficult. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think I wouldn't change it for anything. And I genuinely love it. It's been a brilliant experience. Yeah. But it does take, you know, you've, you learn to navigate it. Mm. And I think what we learned really early on and, you know, the more our teams expanded, the easier it's been to kind of really put this in place. Like we're 40 people now. It's incredible. Terrifying. I know. Um, <laughs> so and cool. <laughs> But it means that we can really separate out our roles. Yeah. And so I am our creative director, our brand director. I look up 
look after anything that would fall into that space. Yeah. Matt's our CEO. He looks after our supply chain and yeah. our finance functions and our Perfect. operations. You've got your lines, your boundaries. Exactly. And so, mm. yes, you know, we have meetings together. So, like, we've got a big planning session for 2019 this afternoon. And, of course, that's together because that's yeah. big picture. Yeah. But on a moment-by-moment basis... Actually, we work quite separately. And that I love because we share the big picture. We share what we're working towards and we share the big issues and the stresses. And you have the understanding and kind of support. But we try what's going on because I think the harder thing would be if maybe he wasn't involved. How on earth can you relate to the situation? Well, that's what I always say. Like, I don't know how we would have managed Mm. the last few years not working together because it has been so all-consuming you know we've we always say that we've we cancelled five attempts at a holiday in 18 months because work stuff came up and like had to keep cancelling totally and like it was our first year anniversary um for our wedding and we were meant to go to paris and we were literally on our way to the eurostar for this like romantic weekend and we got a call from one of our team and he was like we it was just before we launched our granola and we were launching into tesco and they need new line forms and we thought we had three weeks and they're like oh we need them on Monday and so we're like okay oh. we'll see you in the office in 10 minutes oh bless and, you mm. but you know because you're in it together but you this is obviously, what people don't see totally you obviously say well okay no one's you know you're obviously like oh what do you mean Wait, really you're not nice letting the other one down no, I get it totally. yes, it's an equal kind exactly of so you're both obviously like oh would it be nice to celebrate yeah. our <laughs> anniversary not just eating granola but you're not like I can't believe it. It doesn't cause any friction no. between the two of you. Yeah. Whereas otherwise, I can only imagine if he cancelled on me oh. on the way to the Eurostar that I'd be like, um, excuse me. Oh, I'd have been me. distraught. I'd have felt really... Totally. And also, you cancelling on him, the guilt. Totally. So then yeah. you're always choosing between kind of your work and your business. And, you know, like we were saying, like, it's so mm-hmm. rare to get the opportunity that we've had in life and it's just Completely. like we wanted to run with it and well, you're so we've been team. able to do it together <laughs> definitely I think it definitely comes across that you're such a united front now we've got a lot of questions from followers okay yeah I like, saw it on your Instagram yeah, this morning I put and quite I wondered. a few up so we've been adding quite a few different ones on okay. here so the first one yeah. is from Emily okay Emily says oh this is really sweet I adore you Ella oh, your recipes you, are out of this world <laughs> what a nice start to question I want to ask whether you would bring up your child vegan or not oh wow she's right in there Right, Emily. Yeah, right in there. Do you know what? First of all, I've got a lot to learn um, on, you know, again, Delicious Yellows will be very personal. So I've yeah. kind of been learning from my experience. I've got a lot to learn within children and children's nutrition and, yeah, and different babies way, at all. So it's a, it's a lot to learn. But I think... I think they would definitely be the majority plant-based, I think, especially... Mm. But I, I feel very much so that that is the world, the direction the w- direction of travel the whole world's going to go on because I think from an environmental perspective... There's no other choice. We don't have that much choice. Mm. So I don't know whether it would be 100% or 90% or it would, it would depend really on what I learn as I get deeper into yeah. it. But definitely as a big focus and certainly with a kind of respect and appreciation for that kind of way of cooking. Yeah. Well, I think um, for you, obviously, naturally, you create such delicious food anyway. Your child will get all the vegetables, yes, which is great. Exactly. It's getting its vitamins and minerals. So that's a good question, Emily. You don't have to label your food choices, but you choose what works for you. Exactly. And I think that's a very good question. And Sophie has asked, your lunchbox posts are brilliant. How do you find the time to make them working on so many businesses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great question. Who knows? Yeah. I try and multitask it, honestly. Mm. And, like, I'm a, the biggest believer in if you cook once, like, you're mad not to make a big batch. Oh, I know. You know, if you're going to go to, you know, the totally. effort, want a better word, of chopping your garlic and your onion and your Why celery and things like that, yeah. just do double because it will only take you an extra five minutes, if that. 
you know, if you're doing something like the bean chili. That's something I say in clinic all the time. Yeah. Just cook dinner and save the rest for your lunch the exactly. next day. And then what I would do is to make it a little bit different, I would then just throw in some easy stuff that I don't need to cook. So I would just throw in some salad and some yeah. avocado or things like hummus yeah. and things like that. And oh, so I, hummus. yeah, hummus, my favorite food. Yeah, everything. So I definitely, definitely think that makes a really, okay. really big difference. Um, but otherwise it is literally like I'll wake up and I'll go put on like some rice or some quinoa. And while that cooks, I'll clean my teeth, yeah. have my shower, yeah. you know, do your makeup, get mm-hmm. ready for the day. Multitask. Exactly. I love roasting veggies for that very reason. Totally. Get in, in the oven, off I go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Joe has asked, do you ever drink alcohol? So, do you know what, Joe? You are not the only person to ask this question. Oh, really? I get it a lot. Ah. Yeah. So I stopped drinking completely for almost four years when I wasn't yeah. very well. Yeah. And then as my health started to get better, I would every now and again, but my body still reacts a lot to quite yeah. a lot of things. I've got quite a few <laughs> ongoing yeah. issues. Yeah. And so alcohol is one of the things that I have quite a lot of allergic reactions oh, to. Goodness. I mean, I think, Joe, it's important to remember that alcohol essentially is, I'm not going to use the word poison instead toxin let's say or something Mm. your body wants to get rid of very very quickly so in small amounts and moderation but from some people they will be more sensitive to it totally and I think again I think that's coming back to what works for you totally and you know for and I always say to people like I eat the way I do because it allows me to most of the time manage something that would has a really massive impact on my life but if you're not and you're just trying to feel better and trying to have more energy and trying to live better no one's saying you shouldn't enjoy a G&T on a Friday night so again it's like what does your body need? And I think that's what we're not always so it's good so at. It's so fascinating that even now, it used to be back in the day or quite a few years ago that if you didn't drink, there was something wrong with you. Totally, it's Whereas changing people a People embrace now. I mean, I don't really drink either yeah. unless it's a special occasion and yeah. there's a glass of bubbles waiting for exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> but a lot of people used to crack open a bottle every night. A lot of my clients in clinic, I'm reducing alcohol consumption. That kind of generation, yeah. I think, is ceasing a little totally. bit. So it's a different change. So Laura has asked, when you first went vegan, what did you find most difficult? When I, I think for me, changing my diet, the hardest thing for me was sugar. Yeah. Actually, yeah. was the my like, yeah, fizzy cherries and things like that. And all, people don't realize they're not vegan. No, mm. but also just like I was really trying to wave, move away from refined sugar because yeah. I just found it for me personally, I found it very addictive. Like yeah. I wasn't very good at just like one. Yeah. Um, well, many people aren't. I mean, no. it's quite a tasty thing. Well, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. It does, and it has a yeah, reaction. Yeah, you want to have more. You. Exactly. So I was trying to move away from a lot of white sugar. And mm. that I found really, really, really hard. I think the addiction and sugar thing is something I also get asked yeah. a lot. Now, sugar technically isn't addictive, but it's got a very similar pathway in the brain that does mimic addiction. Yeah. So you are getting a response in the brain. Totally. It's only natural, Ella. And I think I would too, that if Good. I had one, I would want more. So <laughs> that makes sense. And the last question is from Hannah. And she said, what is your biggest challenge at the moment? Hannah, biggest challenge at the moment. I think for me, actually, like my health hasn't been very good the last couple of months. Mm. And that's just because I've this year has been pretty intense, kind of personally and professionally, and I just haven't really had as much time as I would want to be able booking a holiday. I think we are we're going away for three weeks over Christmas. Yeah. No one can cancel it over Christmas. (laughs) No, they can't. (laughs) Exactly. It's what we realise. Well, excellent answers there, Ella. I think we're gonna move on to our quick fire round. Are you ready? Nervous, but ready. This is my favourite part. Don't worry, don't be nervous. There's some good questions here. Okay, what is always in your fridge? Hummus. Yes, (laughs) quick. You can only have one kitchen gadget. What would it be? Uh, Magi Mix, a a food processor. Nice. Um, Signature homemade dish. Curries. Yeah, veggie curries. Oh, your veggie curries. They are so good. Um, What is your favourite restaurant anywhere in the world? 
Um, it's a restaurant in LA actually called okay. Crossroads and it's all vegan but you would have no idea and they do these truffled Hasselback potatoes oh. and this um, insane macadamia nut ravioli if you're ever in LA like it, it's unreal that sounds yeah. absolutely yeah. divine and um, what is the one food you can't live without oh one food I can't live without it be it would have to be something like dates and dried mango like I just love dried fruit I love dried mango yeah I love dried mango dried mango with Brazil nuts oh yeah it's a really good snack okay I might wrap the mango if that's what you exactly exactly (laughs) around the Brazil nuts um what is the strangest food you've ever eaten do you know what? I tried lard when I was younger. Oh, because my, by itself? Yeah. Okay. Because it, there was so many, <laughs> for some reason, there was some in my mum's cupboard. And I was talking to my brother and I was like, what's the fattiest thing you'd ever eat? And he was like, I'd say lard. And I just assumed it would therefore be so delicious. It's not, by the no, way. Don't no, don't, don't. Don't go doing that So I home. tried a little bit. That's so funny. Yeah, that's a good answer. I've yeah. not had one like that yet. Um, <laughs> what's your go-to healthy dish in a rush? Go to happy dish in a rush. Um, either porridge with mm-hmm. porridge oats, so it takes four minutes to cook, Perfect. and then chuck on some nut butter. Or mm. if it's savory, uh, just a quick stir fry with rice noodles. Can't beat a good stir fry. Who is your biggest cooking inspiration? Everyone, honestly. That's like so it, cool. it's social media because you go online. I follow a thousand people. Yeah, probably insane. But no. you get so much flavor, color, texture immediately just in a scroll, and I yeah. love that. That's I love that answer. Um, what was your favorite? Oh, I think we know this. Favorite childhood treat? Oh yeah, Barbie's chocolate. There chip we cookies. go. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that existed. Um, okay, the last question. What was the last thing you tried for the first time? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, mm. do you know what? I went to. Um, I spent a few days in Morocco with my mum, and they made um barley bread. And I'd never had that before, and it was really, really, really delicious. That's so, so cool. Yeah, really good. Yum. What goes in that? It was made with barley. Just that's it? But, well, I mean, primarily, yeah. yeah. And awesome. I, I'd, never, I'd never seen it or had it anywhere else before. I mean, it's not that exotic, but it was just quite interesting. Ah, perfect. Well, well done. Good answers for the quick fire oh, round. Thank you very much. Okay, so we're going to wrap up now with a food for thought. And I do this with every single guest at the end. So... My one today to give you an example. So we're all different and we've discussed this, you know, what works for one person may not work well for the next. And having a planned or a well-planned vegetarian or vegan diet can really improve all the nutrients you need. So it can get a lot more veggies and things into your diet. And those that follow a poorly planned uh, diet could be at risk of nutrient deficiencies. And the main ones I tend to see in my clinic are things like low levels of B12 or vitamin D. Now we're going into the winter months of recording this podcast. That's a concern, omega-3 three, iodine, iron, calcium, zinc, all of these. And the thing is, they are often found in meat. So this can affect your cognition, your bones, your joints, your hair. So the key nutrients I think people really need to look out for when they're making more of a plant-based kind of switch, which is very important, and we all want people to eat more plants, is B12 to ensure you can get this kind of energy metabolism. You know, it's really important also for your nervous system. So things that like um, fortified cereals, yogurts, I think yeast, nutritional yeast is yeah. a good example of that one there. Then there's calcium, of course, which is, isn't just from dairy. This is yeah. the biggest misconception. I think that's one of the biggest myths yeah, in the world. Totally. I mean, we all grew up thinking milk for your bones, but actually kale, figs, my favorite, dried figs, good source, almonds, all of those contain 
contain calcium. Also, as well. sesame seeds. I think sesame so. Seeds. If you're a hummus addict, yes, extra tahini. Oh, oh, I will <laughs> never turn down extra tahini. <laughs> and then we've got iron, and of course, you can get that in things like lentils, broccoli, spinach, soybeans, tofu. Now, iodine is one of the tricky ones. Yeah. This is normally just found, obviously, of course, in animal products and fish and things, but you can get it in seaweed and, funnily enough, strawberries. Interesting. Very, very random one there, but maybe look for fortified products would be my advice on the iodine thing. Then omega-3, you can get good vegan supplements if you go for algae-based ones of DHA. In fact, I was at a conference this week that discussed a lot of benefits of omega-3. Then we've got zinc. So the best plant-based sources of zinc are often legumes, nuts, seeds, pulses, all that kind of thing. And porridge. Yeah, good. Porridge, a deliciously had a favourite. And vitamin D. So everyone wants to get around 10 micrograms at the moment in the winter months. And that's what you really want to be aiming for when you can supplement. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that obviously education totally. is key. And as you said, you need to eat lots of different things. Yeah. And also, if you are going to try and do more plants, make sure that it's you have different recipes. And even if it's just trading one bean into another recipe, you know, having that. black beans one day is chickpeas another, yeah. adding spinach one day. You can try day. different bean, butter exactly. bean to Exactly, cannellini beans, bolotti <laughs> yes. beans. Like they all yes. have different things. And so just trying to kind of be creative because mm. I think we often lack confidence when we're trying new things. that be your food for thought, I think? Be creative with Be creative, meals. totally. And don't be scared to try stuff. Like mm. if the recipe calls for chickpeas, like red kidney beans are going to work. Yeah. If it's like a stew or something yeah. like that. So just chuck it in. Chuck your spinach in, yeah. your kale, broccoli, things like that. As you said, all these things yeah. that get your nutrients. Totally. You know, try putting tahini in a salad dressing. Oh. It makes it really creamy. It really does. It tastes incredible. It tastes so good. So yeah, don't be nervous to try different things because yeah. it will 99% the time work well well ella i can't thank you enough My for pleasure. taking the time to come here to discuss your passions your philosophy your business with us because ultimately everyone you can make changes for the better and i think ella's a huge inspiration to us all that vegetables can taste absolutely incredible and that if you have the tools and you have the knowledge you can go about anything and it doesn't have to be expensive it can be very cost effective five bean chili yep five bean chili <laughs> check it out thank you ella my pleasure thank you thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love my next guest. So click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And remember, a bit of extra guidance and advice may be all it takes to help you become the healthiest and happiest version of you. In my part handbook and part recipe book, Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, you can follow the structure of a session with me in clinic, gaining the confidence you need to create delicious, nourishing meals at home with my Renourish menu. Check it out on Amazon or all major bookshops. For more information about me, my clinic, recipes, events, health retreats, and so much more, please visit retrition.com and follow me at Retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Here I am with a friendly reminder, fruit and vegetables are part of a healthy, balanced diet, and they really do help us stay healthy. It's so important that we eat enough of them. However, the NHS says 75% of us in the UK still don't eat the recommended five a day. For a few, that's an easy feat, whereas for others, I know hitting the goal can be a little trickier. What's interesting for me is that some vegetables stand out from the rest. I love spinach and kale. Both are great sources of vitamins and minerals and are Hex key ingredients in their super green bangers that go perfectly with my favourite scrambled eggs on toast. 
Try something different for breakfast and check out heckfood.co.uk or the major supermarkets to give them a go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 